Well, you're too broke because you bought a new minivan. Family, yep. ma- family sure man, did. John I'm Fraser. A van guy. <laughs> Next stop, khaki pants with boots with high socks. Oh man, you'll be wearing socks and sandals, and you'll uh, I'll be going to bed at 8 p.m. Wait, I already do that because I work morning radio. You'll have the sunscreen on the tip of your nose. <laughs> oh, that is coming, and then like the floppy hat. Do you mow the lawn with no shirt yet? I did at least on three occasions last summer. <laughs> they once drove to Vancouver from Edmonton to go to the Grey Cup in a Toyota Matrix with summer tires. While listening to the entire Tragically Hip discography, they love their Canadian football. John Fraser, a Winnipeg Blue Bombers fan and sports reporter from Saskatoon. Does this mean I have to start researching? And Travis Cura, a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan and radio announcer from Red Deer. Does anybody want to do fantasy Dancing with the Stars next uh, season? Bring you the Two and Out CFL podcast. Every week, Fraser and Cura will deliver news and fantasy analysis from the Canadian Football League. And nonsense. Can't forget the nonsense. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out Podcast. Ready, set, hunt! Welcome to episode 32 of the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now, news has been light. I think that's an understatement. Yeah, that would be polite. It's John Fraser, Travis Curra. Now it's episode 32. WrestleMania 32 just happened. I don't think this is coincidence no. that we waited until after WrestleMania to talk, to record episode 32. It was meant to be. I think so. That or it's just you and I were, again, tremendously busy, and there just wasn't a whole heck of a lot going on, which, I mean, outside of... I think it's, I think it's funny that the league as a whole has kind of almost gone dark yeah. this, uh, this winter, which I, I don't agree with that strategy. You've got to stay in front of people. I mean, I think it was Arash Madani that made the great point that Rod Peterson had more fan engagement with one tweet than the league did all winter. So it almost feels like, to me, as we've disappeared, the CFL has disappeared to a slight degree. So the CFL goes as two and out goes. I guess so. So maybe now we're back. It's post-WrestleMania. We uh, we will see lots from the league in the coming days. Did, so you watched Mania, as yes, did, I did Brazilian Tie. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, I'm not a guy that follows wrestling anymore. I mean, yeah. I know there's lots of guys there, so I hate to use the term I grew out of it because I know a lot of my friends, you included, uh, still follow it. So I'm not trying to be condescending or anything. It's just it no longer piques my interest. But I do make a point of watching WrestleMania. I mean, I think WrestleMania is the night that brings back the casual fan. And they do such a good job. I mean, again, I haven't watched wrestling full-time since kind of the Rock and and Stone Cold Steve Austin era. I mean, I grew up a Hulk Hogan fan, so when I'm watching it and and the Rock makes an appearance and Stone Cold makes an appearance and The Undertaker, you know, is is nearly getting killed by Shane McMahon. Like, for me, you know, (laughs) it it, it thoroughly enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Brazilian Ty was at my house for the weekend, and he's like, hey, you want to watch WrestleMania? And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, again, I'm not a hardcore wrestling aficionado. So as a guy that watches once a year, I, I thought it was great. Don't and you, you think were there. That, don't you think that you, me, and Brazilian Tire would make a good New Day? <laughs> 
I think actually we would. We'd be so off the wall. You'd be like the big guy that can throw everybody out of the ring. Brazilian Ty would be the once great but now a little slow guy. And I would be the guy that would jump off of Hell, hell in a Cell just to take down The Undertaker and fail miserably and have and to miss. be stretched out. <laughs> Now, this really doesn't have anything to do with the Canadian Football League, although I will say this. The night after WrestleMania, I went to Monday Night Raw in Dallas, Texas. What did I see? A Saskatchewan Rough Riders jersey. Well, well, in a way, we can throw back to the Canadian Football League as Roman Reigns, the WWE yes. champion who beat Triple H, another name from my childhood. The Rock uh, which- was a Calgary Stampeder once upon a time. Exactly. Reigns was a former Edmonton Eskimo. Uh, was that, uh, just one last wrestling thought, was that intro by Stephanie McMahon not the weirdest thing you've ever seen? In stadium, I thought it was pretty cool. On, on TV, it was like, um, I see what you're trying to do, yeah, and it's not working. Yeah, th- that is the craziest stadium. Man, ninety. I guess they announced one hundred and one thousand, but the legitimate number is ninety seven thousand, which wow. in, in itself is incredible. But once you probably add in all the staff, like how many people work to run that stadium? It probably oh, it, legitimately was over a hundred thousand people in there. Well, and you were there. I mean, I'm going to get to a, a rant that was brought to my attention by a friend of the show, Fake Gainer, in just a moment. As yes, don't worry, guys. Angry John is back. But first, <laughs> let, let's start with the happy. Let's let's hear your experience. You were there, like you said, with 97,000 of your closest friends. So this is my second WrestleMania. Once you go, oh, it's it's hard. I, I, I compare it to the Grey Cup. Uh, when you go there, you're there with strangers, but your best friends all mm. at the same time. It's a lot more expensive than the Grey Cup, I will admit, and probably more global, well, definitely more global uh, than the Grey Cup because people are coming from the UK. They're coming from Australia, Japan. They're coming from absolutely everywhere. For me, I, I love meeting uh, the wrestlers, so I got to meet a, a few of them. I met the New Day. They're they're my favorites right now. Just cause. yeah, yeah. Your your Twitter was was blowing up, or your Facebook <laughs> was blowing up the entire weekend with just pictures upon pictures of you with all these wrestlers. I thought it was really cool. I was really uh, I was kind of wishing I was there, as I've never taken in a WrestleMania, and I'm way too broke to even consider it these days. It's just a dream come true. You know, it's just absolutely incredible. You're too broke because you bought a new minivan. Family, yep. ma- family sure man, did. John I'm Fraser. Man guy. <laughs> Next stop, khaki pants with boots with high socks. Oh, man. You'll be wearing socks and sandals. and you'll uh, I'll be going to bed at 8 p.m. Wait, I already do that because I work morning radio. You'll have the sunscreen on the tip of your nose. <laughs> oh, that is coming. And then, like, the floppy hat. <laughs> Do you mow the lawn with no shirt yet? I did at least on three occasions last summer. <laughs> You'll be doing it full time this summer. <laughs> so let the, mosqu- let the mosquitoes be- get me. One got me like up <laughs> under the arm. Oh man, that's gonna be the worst spot. Oh, it just and it was it, it was itchy and it was in the and I'm like as you know I'm a hairy gross dude and it just it wasn't good and i should apologize to my neighbors that (laughs) see me now mowing the lawn with my shirt off so i will make sure i feel like also now that i'm in full out dad mode i should take up like 
a hobby like gardening or something. <laughs> now, we do have a guest on the show today, David Winter, president and co-founder of Canuck Play. He's got some cool news for us. Before we get there, there was a big Twitter battle, uh, I guess, in the CFL community over WrestleMania. Well, uh, here's the thing. Here's And here's the thing. This was yeah. brought to my attention. And you know things are bad. When I get a DM from somebody that says, dude, did you see this guy teeing off? Well, and I, somebody and you know messaged what? you. I I got no I got a message from Fake Gainer and Fake oh. Gainer's like man like what the hell is this guy's problem so we got Lance from Last Word on Sports he's sitting there and just we're not talking just trashing people who are watching WrestleMania I get it you know what you can judge if you want but it was the number one trending topic worldwide so a ton of people were watching this event but yep. to question people's intelligence and credentials and, and to really take some personal digs at both. You know, a couple friends of this program in Fake Gainer and Joel Gasson, who's currently fun employed. Like, man, what the hell are you doing? Like, Josh I don't from Podsky Wee Wee loves wrestling. Everybody loves wrestling. Everybody, let's face it, we all grew up as little kids. We know it's fake. It's for the entertainment. You watch a guy like Shane McMahon jump 20 feet off of a steel cage into a collapsing desk. You're telling me that doesn't take some degree of athleticism? We know it's staged. (laughs) There's nobody out here that's sitting. It's still nobody's yelling. It's still real to me, damn it. To go on a personal attack. We're not just talking about the fact that, you know, oh, it's WrestleMania. What a farce. Pro wrestling's a farce. Go ahead and say that. But when you start taking personal shots at people because you're not watching WrestleMania, because you're you don't have the $70 to pay your friends that want to sit there and hang out with you like what the hell I know you did it for attention Lance and I know you're getting it from me but I don't give a damn you know what maybe next time I'll judge you on something that's written on your website and go ahead and take a personal attack oh wait no I won't because I like to think I'm a better person than that like what the like what is what is could be running through their head that you just go out and start judging people and and oh everybody that watches wrestling is a big dumbass and like I said I tweeted him back and it was me that threw this out from the two and out CFL account saying Travis Lee Travis is at WrestleMania me and Brazilian tire in a basement watching it together and watching the backtracking oh yeah sorry I guess I really offended you I, I mean, this is coming from the same website that supports a podcast that has openly bashed gay people. I'm not going to name any names on that one, but come on, guys. Get better. Like, that's it. Just get better. Here's the thing. If you go watching, if you go into watching a wrestling event expecting it to be real, who's the idiot? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, do all you do is watch documentaries? Because I guarantee your favorite damn movie is fake. It's there for entertainment. uh, Your favorite damn action movie is just as much scripted ballet as the WWE. And I got to say, I was really impressed. This is the first time I had really, I I was watching it on my 55-inch TV. I picked up the HD screen, and I was close, and I'm like, these guys are actually getting hit in the face. You know, you used to see, like, on the blurry tube TVs, or you'd watch it in a bar or something, (laughs) or in a buddy's basement. You know, you're like, oh, that's a really good fake punch. And then you, then I was watching a couple, especially during the Hell in the Cell match. I'm like, did he just get punched in the Like, did he just <laughs> actually get punched in the He actually got punched in the face. And these guys do that 250 nights a year. I'm not sitting here defending wrestling. I mean, I'm the first one to say that it's even a little too ridiculous for me to w- watch full time. No offense, Travis, into the wrestling community. I have all the respect for everybody that does it. But, I mean, to sit out here and get on your soapbox and start personally attacking people because they're watching a TV program, like, 
like what's next? The Big Bang Theory? It's just it's it's that's less popular. You're gonna get a personal soapbox and attack people <laughs> for watching the Super Bowl. Like the, the Super Bowl is probably outside of WrestleMania. What's more popular than the Super Bowl? Wrestle, I mean, yeah. The, it, it's, it's those they're two kind things. of one two to, yeah. that I can think of. Yeah, and I mean since since at least you know the the series finale of Dallas. <laughs> and like, let's face it: if you and I jumped off of one top rope, we'd be dead. <laughs> Oh, 100% we would be. We are big dudes and we are fragile. But I just, I don't understand the person. And I've seen it all summer. I've seen it all the time. I, I've seen it. There was a, a big thing with plagiarism that turned into personal attacks on a kid we happen to like. Again, I'm not naming names. But, like, let's all get better here, Twitter. CFL Twitter, we're supposed to be this inclusive community. All of us. Last word on sports. Three down, all the podcasts, CFL pass, the major players, all these guys. We're all supposed to be supporting each other. And instead, we take the tiniest little opening to go and just say things to each other that can't be said. If you don't like somebody's article, let's be grown-ass men and women about it and say, hey, I think you ripped me off here. You know, let's not call everybody every name in the book and and tell them, put them into such a dark place that they just want to give up on podcasting, writing, anything like that. I think as a whole... We all need to be a little bit nicer to each other, except for you and me, because we co-host this podcast together, and I got you your first radio job, so I can be a complete dick to you. And I still hate you. So let's I get hate to you so much. <laughs> let's get to uh, more fake stuff. The world of video games. Joining us on the phone right now is David Winter, president and co-founder of Canuck Play, a game studio in Peterborough, Ontario. David, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Oh, th thanks for coming on. And why I reached out to you was uh, just a couple weeks ago, I had noticed on Twitter that you had uh, gotten an Xbox One development kit today for a Canadian Football League game. And this has been talked about by the fans for a long, long time. So I want you to tell me the story of how Canuck Play got linked onto this and started uh, making this uh, more of a reality. Uh, just how did this all start? I, I hope we have the time because it's kind of a long story. Yeah. Uh, I have been trying to make this happen for, uh, for many years. I've been in the game industry for about 20 years, and, and I've worked for some pretty significant companies. I, I, I worked uh, with Electronic Arts, and I'm, titled, I'm credited on, on various editions of Madden and NHL and FIFA and others. And during my time there, I was a pretty vocal um, uh, proponent of getting a Canadian football game made uh, and... You know, I was pounding on desks and screaming Very cool. and things, and, <laughs> and, and nobody was really paying attention. It, it just wasn't something that they wanted to do. Right. So um, after that, it, it just, you know, there was, I, I'd always have discussions with the league, various uh, league license directors and commissioners. Uh, sometimes I'd reach out to them, and then they would get wind of, of who I am, and sometimes they'd reach out to me and talk to me. And the... The roadblock had always been, well, we really want a game on the console. We have to have a game on the console. Instead of that's uh, where people go. Instead of, like, uh, PC? Well, uh, 
PC is for sports titles. Uh, console is is really kind of the, the place that that people go. Right. Um, having a, having a, a CFL or Canadian football title on the PC has always been doable. Uh, the the ability to do that has existed forever. But getting it on a console has always been traditionally really expensive. You need a big publisher. You need expensive uh, hardware to make it happen. That sort of thing. Um, but uh, a few months ago, I reached out to uh, some people I knew in the industry, and they said, hey, you know, we know that you've always wanted to do this thing, and, and Microsoft has this new program for independent developers, and they can help you along. They can remove some of these roadblocks. So sure enough, I reached out to Microsoft, and I got the ball rolling, and, and uh, we put our, our business plan together and put our submission through and, and sent them a prototype that I'd put together, a uh, pretty rough prototype, but it was enough to show them that, yes, you, I could actually do the thing. And uh, they came back on the 16th of February with a approval for development wow. and publishing on the Xbox One. So we came to an agreement that would allow Canuck Play to publish uh, Canadian Football 2017 on the Xbox, but they also uh, provided us with some development hardware, so we didn't have to pay for the development hardware. And then... Uh, about a month or so later, just uh, just last week or, or uh, ten days ago or so, uh, we we finally were able to get uh, a couple of builds of our in-development football game running on an Xbox. So so we were pretty happy to announce that that uh, we were or still are, I suppose, the the very first uh, company to get Canadian football. Um, with the proper rules, running on a on a major console. That's so exciting to me. Now, did you have you know your digital version of uh, you know Taylor Field and Commonwealth Stadium and things like that? Well, right now we're we're because we're in development. Yeah, uh, a lot of effort has been put on actually making uh, the football gameplay side of things solid. Right. So we're we're putting our effort into making sure that you know the pass coverage works properly and the pass rush works properly and the quarterback is reading defenses correctly and that sort of thing and the the player movement as you're moving the player around with the controller that feels more natural and 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 easy to understand and we're we're putting in ui and and team selection and that sort of thing but for our own purposes we have built a kind of a a, a stadium that is reminiscent of the stadium in, in Winnipeg. Okay. It's, it's not exactly the same. It's not exactly the same. We've, we've changed the roof and we've done a few things here and there, but it is, uh, it is certainly inspired by the stadium in Winnipeg, and, and I, think, um, I think it looks really nice. Um, a lot of folks are saying, well, hey, why can't we see this stuff? Show me the game. I want to yeah. see the videos. I want to see the screenshots. Well, we haven't hit our visual target yet. Okay. Uh, as, as you might be aware, I mean, games are built according to a development schedule, and certain things happen at certain times. And, and given that our launch is June of next year, 2017, we've got a long way to go before we can hit some of those targets. And one of the targets is in the summertime, uh, this summer, well, that's when we start putting the spectators into the stadium. All right. And so right now, if you were to play the game, you're, you're playing football, but there's nobody in the stands. There is just empty stands. So what you're saying is it would be like playing at Rogers Center last year. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's a little bit. Well, I'm, 
that's, yeah, I'm just going to leave that there. And, <laughs> well, I just, I just think, you know, it's maybe not the best idea to be publishing screen grabs of yeah. a Canadian football game with nobody in the stands. I right. mean, the haters of, of the, the sport would say, wow, that's pretty accurate. And, <laughs> and, of course, and then the people right. that are, you know, all for it would say, well, you know, that's not very good. So it's just better to not show anything until we're a little bit closer to our visual target. But we, we, have, been, uh, we have been showing it to our business partners here, and, and uh, we've, we've been trying to, to show it to the league and get them on board and show them what we've got and, uh, and uh, go from there. So uh, hopefully soon we'll be able to show people what we've got. And I think what I love most about this is that uh, it's done by a studio based in Canada, which I, I assume that the people working on it know and have grown up around the the Canadian Football League. So they're passionate about it. They they're not just gonna you know do a half ass product and uh, you know <laughs> just throw it out there for us to buy. Like I assume, David, uh, you're a Canadian football fan. Yes, I grew up. On Canadian football, yep. um, I have a I have a pretty pretty strong uh, history with the league. Uh, my eldest sister was a cheerleader for the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Wow! Oh wow! Back in back in the eighties. Uh, so you know, I don't want to give away how old she is, but tough you know, time to be a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I uh, I grew up playing Canadian football in high school and and junior uh, junior ball in Winnipeg. Uh, it just got to the point where physically I couldn't keep up with the bigger players, and I just sort of my my gifts of playing the sport were were not being able to keep up with the rest of of my teammates. We know how you um, feel. <laughs> so I I just decided, you know what? If if I can't play the sport on the field, I'm going to play the sport on the computer. And I took my my knowledge and skill of building games and applied it to Canadian football and. And now, you know, I, I, can't be, I can't be running around as a quarterback on the field, but I can be running around as a quarterback on the field. Cool. So that's kind of how I keep uh, myself involved in the sport. I have to ask you, David, uh, we are recording on Wednesday, April the 6th. What's the latest? Where do things stand with the league? Because obviously that's, that's a massive a get and a massive hurdle to get over to bring this really to fruition. So uh, the, the news today is that it, it, it sounds like the league has, has decided that uh, they want to uh, partner with, uh, with a company in the United States to uh, just simply put their branding into uh, another, basically another sports game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so right now we're trying to um, just... Go take a step and and do a self assessment of of how that's going to impact the business and and our staffing plans and our business plans and and see what we can do. A lot of our goals and and plans and 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 ideas were um, were contingent on on the league being on board. Uh, we feel we we put together a pretty a pretty solid business plan and a solid proposal and and we were eager to show them the title and and show them what we had but um, we never even got that opportunity so um, now we're just trying to to take a step and what is what is next for us and what is next for Canuck. 
so you are way calmer than I would ever be if I got that news. So, so basically, to summarize here, rather than going with a good bunch of dudes out of Peterborough, I know a bunch of good dudes from Peterborough, by the way, um, they have decided to just license out the logos on a game that won't replicate true Canadian football. So this other game wouldn't have rosters, wouldn't have three downs, wouldn't have uh, uh, no yards. It would essentially just be like putting lipstick on a pig and calling it a CFL video game. Am I incorrect on that? Well, I, I don't know all the specifics. I'm I'm getting uh, I'm getting little bits and pieces from from various people that I know in the industry and and you know colleagues that I've worked with in the past that, that kind of have an inkling of what's going on. So I'm getting a lot of third and fourth party information. Okay, yeah. and just just my um, just you know the the the, the conversation that I had with with uh, some of the staff at the league and and uh, it's it's the sense that I'm getting is that. It's it's it might be players, it might be just the logos. I don't I I'm not convinced that there's any movement to uh, have actual Canadian football. Uh, no. You know, I so I don't I don't have the specifics. So it, it's difficult for me to say. But the the little nuggets of information that I'm getting is is that it's it's just. Um, it's just going to be our league uh, branding on top of somebody else's sport. Which, to me, is just why you would go with that. And this is just me spouting off, because I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. Why you would go in that direction, I don't understand. Is there anything we can do as podcasters, as the CFL community, maybe tweet at the league and say, guys, you know, hey, take a second look at, I mean, obviously, let's not grab our por- uh, pick- pitchforks and tell the league that they're awful or anything, but, you know, is, is there anything we can do as a community to maybe help steer the league in your direction? Like a, a social media campaign saying, hey, guys, take a second look at Canuck play. They're a good bunch of Ontario kids. You know, it, it's local. It'd be your game. It wouldn't be putting your imaging on something else, which to me would be better for the league long term. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't really tell people how to go and, and support the product, but I think it's important to understand that some of the things that we were prepared to talk to the league about was, uh, yes, we've got a console title and we're building a console title, but we've also put in the effort to make sure that a very significant core of that, of that uh, game code can be refactored into other platforms. So part mm. of our proposal was, you know what, we want to we want to work with you for for a console title, but we also have the ability to do a, a mobile device title as well. Yeah. So we can we can have it on on console and desktop and and mobile devices. Uh, I'm not sure that anybody else is going to be willing to to do that. Um, you know, we were interested in talking to the league about potentially having having the game as an additional revenue uh, value add for their their sponsorship partners, mm-hmm. uh, because you know we could have certainly put a a Wendy's logo on the halftime screen or whatever else, right? Yeah, like 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 most games do these days. I mean, that's that's seems to be a value add for most things now. Yeah. So uh, it is. Um, it is going to be. Uh, you know, there, there was a. There is a, some business partners here in Peterborough. We were uh, looking at, at creating local jobs, but now we're going to have to find a, a way to to fill that void. Um, so at the very least, you know, there's there's a couple of local folks that that we've had to disappoint today. And 
and and yet you know these these guys at, at another studio who you know when I, during my time there when I worked at, at the other studio it was the case of oh yes I know what the CFL is Doug Flutie threw fourteen interceptions or had won fourteen <laughs> Grey Cups there one day so you know it, it, it's 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 just a case of these are guys that build beautiful games visually they're indistinguishable from a television broadcast but I don't think they get our league I don't think they understand the passion I don't think they really it's not important to them it just isn't and and just my discussions there and my time there just proved to me without a doubt it's just not important and when you're going to be spending you know 12 hours a day working on a product it better be important to you and Mm -hmm. so you know, we saw what happened with the Arena Football League game that they did, and they were paid to do that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So it's um, as far as support, I I, uh, I would appreciate all the support that that Canuck can get. I, I'm not sure what impact it will have, but certainly I think if if people are are interested in in saying, you know what, we should be we should be giving this product to uh, to a Canadian company that grew up around the league and understands what it means to the fans and can actually technically do it, um, then we should make sure that they're given the best opportunity to make that happen. Because it is our league, and, you know, we should be the ones doing, doing the, uh, the care of it. Very, very well said, Dave. Uh, we are going to have to let you go because I have to go out to my shed and find my pitchfork and find my torches. <laughs> Uh, I really hope that uh, after today's negative news, things move in a positive direction for you, and uh, Travis and I can sit in our gitch on our couch and uh, destroy each other for hours on end on a a properly done CFL video game from a good Canadian guy. Dave, thanks so much for the time, and uh, uh, (laughs) grab yourself whatever frosty beverage is your favorite, man. I'll have one for you tonight, bud. Yes, thank you very much again, and uh, and, uh, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks uh, again to David Winter for coming on. It was really cool. Some unfortunate news there, but yeah, it's it's important. To get, I think I think uh, to get a Canadian Football League game done by Canadians. I, I don't know. To me, I, I would agree. I, I just I just think like there's if you're going someplace else, it's going to be half-assed. I, I yep. mean, it's going to be either logos and branding and players slapped onto a different model. There's no way somebody's going to take the time to go to New Mosaic and design it to, and put it in a video game properly or or Ricky Ray's throwing motion or, you know, watermelon helmets in the stands in Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think David and his team would do that, and it's just unfortunate to see it go someplace else. So <laughs> I don't know. I know we're not the biggest voice out there, but I, I know a lot of people are on board with this. It would be nice to see it. And again, let's go back to my opening rant of let's be better to each other. Let's not put the CFL on blast here or anything, but let's say, hey, you know what, guys? Like, you should really take a second look at this because this guy has has his heart in the right place, and they have the ability to do it. It's not like you and me saying we're going to create this game. You know, David knows what he's doing. Canuck Play knows what they're doing. Creating local jobs here. I know things are tough in Ontario, and and to see jobs get taken away because of a decision to deal with another company is. I, I don't know. It's I, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Before we wrap, we will get to a bit of news. I know it's the off season, but there has been some things happening. Yay, a couple of things. 
In the Huddle with Fraser and Cura on the Two and Out Podcast. All right, all month long, uh, free agent camps are underway. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Fraser, but the the story on Khalil Bass and mm. the fact that he basically tried out for the Bombers four times before making it, and he had 99 tackles last year. So th- there are some players that come out of these camps that just don't get noticed and for whatever reason, and sometimes they don't get noticed multiple times and they blossom into amazing CFL players. So it could happen this month as all the teams are down south bringing free agents in to try out for the Canadian Football League. Well, that's what happens when you run into a situation that real- realistically there's only two legitimate professional football leagues in the yeah. entire world. I mean, it's not like, you know, sometimes hockey players who don't make uh, even the American Hockey League will go play in Europe. They have so many options to, to do so. A lot of these guys, if you can't make the NFL, you can't make the CFL, a lot of these guys don't want to play Arena League for various reasons, and they end up just basically sitting at home working a full-time job, staying in shape. So it's really unique that the fact is that there are only 41 pro football franchises across North America, and of course guys are going to be missed, and I think it happens all the time, and I'd love to see success stories like this, and also, kudos to all the scouting departments that are down there, I know Saskatchewan has basically tripled theirs, that is running some free agent camps and their mini camps, as well with the deletion of Major League Football, and other teams may have done this, and I just missed it, I mean, obviously being a Riders Beat guy, I understand this, the Riders sent out a release saying that any player who had signed up to play and had, was signed by Major League Football who decided not to play this year, they're doing a one-day, almost like, impress us enough and you get into our minicamp in Florida. They're, so they're doing a pre-minicamp minicamp, uh, and anybody that gets an opportunity out of there. So I'd expect a few guys that thought, hey, I got this job with this Major League Football. I'm going to make a little bit of money. I can stay in the States. A lot of those talented guys are going to be flooding into CFL tryouts and uh, could see a nice shot in the arm and, and as far as talent's concerned in the league. Dan LaFever could return. The You mean get the cowbell ready. We could be getting a LaFever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. Let's stick with some rider news. Uh, maybe about three weeks ago now, they released that new logo that hardly changed anything. So a lot of people were complaining about that. But can you imagine the Boston Red Sox changing their logo or the New York Yankees, the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, you but this, this is the. Th- but, okay, to correct you, almost uh, with the exception of the New York Yankees in in your little rant there, Travis. Every one of those teams has changed their logo. Yeah, but can you imagine a major change? And I know the Riders have. The Riders, uh, have, the Riders have done a major change. If you go back to their had early history, changes. Yeah. So have so have the Montreal Canadiens. They I have too. I I don't see it ever happening now. But realistically, to the eye, as a guy who dabbles in the little graphic design. This one is more appealing. Those offset lines always bothered me. Right. P- plus, you know, the team is green and white. It was never green, white, and, and silver. Uh, I mean, you're getting rid of the gray from the uni. You're going to true green and white. I know they're just simple tweaks, but I like a lot of them. And people are going to say, well, it's to sell more merchandise. Well, 
the the entire CFL is switching providers next year to Adidas, so we're going to get a whole new line of gear anyways. I mean, hell, you can walk into a couple outlets here in Saskatoon, spend $120 and get a free jersey. When have you ever seen yep. that? It's it's Everybody knows the changes are coming, and a logo change are gonna, is going to be like that. I'm surprised more teams haven't also tweaked their logo a little. They didn't get rid of the S, and they didn't get rid of the wheat, so I really don't care. It's um, still green and white. Yeah. Matt Walter uh, was brought in. Uh, is it looking like it's going to be an open competition at running back this year? Now, Matt Walter's signing intrigues me in Saskatchewan because, remember, they signed Brandon Deschamps out of UBC, a kid I'm actually pretty high on. I almost wonder if they're giving themselves options to go Canadian and American at that position. I absolutely think it's going to be an open tryout, and bring in Walter will give them options in which direction they want to go with the ratio. Now, former Rough Rider and national player Craig Butler, this one surprised me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang, hang on for a second. We don't use national international. We use Canadian American <laughs> on this podcast, Travis. Don't make me soup. I will super kick you. Okay, Canadian player. Matt, I was trying to get in the good books with the league. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? The day that the league endorses Canuck Play CFL video game is the day I'll use their BS made-up terms for players. <laughs> All right. There's the deal right there. Uh, Craig Butler, this, to me, it seemed like it kind of came out of nowhere. He might miss the entire season with, I believe, a knee injury. Yeah, it just kind of snuck up on us, and I think that's what happens sometimes when these guys get injured. You know, near the end of the year during the off season, you don't. You know, it's not like when a guy goes down middle of the season, you go, "Oh no, what are they going to do to replace it?" TSN talks about it. Guys like you and me talk about it. It happens during the off season. It's like, huh? It's almost like. The old, if a tree falls in the woods, does it still make a sound? If a player yeah. misses, is out for the season in the middle of the off season, does he still miss the year? <laughs> See, this this bugs me because Craig B- Butler is a handsome gentleman and a fine yes. Canadian player. It, you know, I'm not. I'm I. You you know me. I'm just mostly a fan of the league. Uh, but he always really impressed me when I when he was in uh, Saskatchewan. So make sure you tweet him and tell him uh, we said he was handsome. We already did. I think he actually retweeted us last year for us uh, calling him handsome. But uh, that yeah, won't well, fix we got into knee. our really weird handsomest players in the CFL discussion, <laughs> which I think during like I think at some point next year that has to come back. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the first show of the year. Uh, handsomest or, or, players or, in the league. Or if we can't get a good draft preview episode next month, maybe that's what we do. <laughs> I really like that idea. <laughs> now, a couple more player uh, transactions or non-transactions we can talk about before wrapping this thing up. Jawan Simpson still hasn't uh, a job. Do we see him after the first major injury at linebacker, or is this Some, just somebody's going to have him in camp? I think so. Somebody's got to have him in camp. I think maybe his people are still holding out for a firmed-up deal with signing bonuses and stuff like that. But if he wants to play, someone will have him in camp and try to earn him job, earn a job. Look at anybody who's not deep at linebacker, which, weirdly enough, is seemingly everybody but the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah. Um, and, and he'll he'll find a spot. And I think you're right. I think if somebody – it's just so so hard these days, too. I mean, with the if you miss that first wave of spending in free agency and everybody's capped out, really hard to find a spot. So if Juwan Simpson wants to, I think somebody will have him at camp. And uh, Bomber News, they released 
some bomber veterans. Clarence Denmark and Bryant Turner are gone. It does look like Turner has re-signed in, uh, was it BC? BC. Uh, that was announced earlier today. The Lions have officially signed Bryant Turner. I like that move for them a lot. I'm really surprised, actually, about the uh, Clarence Denmark uh, now, I know they spent a lot of money in free agencies, so they had to free up some cap space. I know they got Dressler and Smith now, but uh, Denmark had his first 1,000-yard uh, year in 2014. Last year, God knows who was throwing him the ball, so he, he did struggle last year. Is he going to end up anywhere? I could see him maybe in Calgary. I there's another guy I think you're going to see earn a camp invite or maybe get a call if an American guy gets injured. It's just so many teams are rolling out Canadian receivers and or they're going again. You look at Winnipeg's situation; they basically had to do it. They spent a million bucks on free agent contracts. They had yeah. to get rid of some of those guys. And and as much as I like Clarence Denmark as a person and a player. They didn't win diddly squat with him there. So sometimes you decide, okay, maybe we're going to go in the Smith and Dressler direction. Uh, I think Clarence Denmark, again, falls into the category of guys who, if they accept a camp invite, will probably be there. I'm starting to think that maybe a little was quiet on guys like Juwan Simpson and Clarence Denmark's front because who knows if they had been kicking the tires on Major League Football. Interesting. Yeah, go back home and... uh don't get paid that uh, crappy loony price. Well, and, uh. and that's exactly it. If you're Clarence Denmark and you're getting offered a salary at CFL minimum while you're still living in the States, you're essentially uh, you're only getting 70 cents on the dollar. Maybe it's just time to, as I always say, go become an insurance salesman. Now, before we wrap things up, both of us want to mention a quick story from uh, respective colleges slash universities in our respective cities. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the Red Deer College Scholarship Breakfast. I saw uh, that. You were actually dressed up. Uh, that that was weird. Yeah, it was like 5.30 in the morning, and I dressed up. I don't oh, know what I was thinking. muffin. Even I showed up to the college, and my boss, Jeff, looks at me, and he's like, Wow. <laughs> Normally, I just wear a sweatshirt and sweat shorts and call her a day, but I put on a tie and uh, <laughs> everything uh, went well. But James Duffy was there. He was the keynote speaker, and he told a great story. This is why I want to mention this about our one of our favorite guys on the CFL on TSN panel, Schultze. Really? Yes, because Duffy used to host Friday Night Football in, I think it was 1998. Yep. Uh, it was years ago now. And Schultz was brand new to the panel. And uh, he told this story. It still makes me laugh. Apparently, he was going on so long, I think during halftime, that they were going to cut off uh, uh, kickoff. And Schultz... <laughs> At the time, he was so nervous having somebody in his ear, like a producer, yeah. telling him to uh, talk. And so a producer yells in his ear, shut up, Schultz. Throw it to James. You're going to miss kickoff. <laughs> and this is what Schultz says. Shut up, Schultz. Throw it to James. You're going to miss kickoff. <laughs> so if anyone has video of that, please, please. I'm going to... 
I got to download every Friday Night Football from 1998 somewhere and uh, see if we can find video of Schultz telling himself to shut up. But that that was a great story from uh, that RDC breakfast. You know what? And that's great because the uh, dog's breakfast for the University of Saskatchewan is coming up here right away. And uh, Schultz, along with the rest of the CFL and TSN panel, is going to be taking part in that fundraiser for Husky football. So I might have to, you know... Give him, uh, give him, give him an ask about uh, you know if he if he's coming. I'm not sure if he's confirmed, but I know for sure it's um, I know it's the rest of the CFL and TSN panel. So yeah, needless to say, let's uh, maybe I'll bring that up. I wonder if Duffy would have said that if big old six foot seven Schultzy was there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I, I do uh, got to tell you, though, you got to get some barbecue with uh, Dunnigan if he's going to be there. Woo! <laughs> hey, was that Ric Flair or Matt Dunnigan? Uh, it was one of the both. I had barbecues. I had pulled pork tonight uh, with some barbecue sauce, so oh. I think that counts as Matt Dunnigan. I got to go home and eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. That is episode 32 of the Two and Out CFL podcast with Fraser and Kura. We will talk to you very soon. Rate, review on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Two and Out CFL.